Welcome to Arsenal Kids Podcast. My name is Ben and I'm joined by my celebratory co-host, Maddie. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode number 50. It is great to have you join us for this episode, our half century. Maddie's bought cupcakes. And Maddie, what are we talking about on Arsenal Kids Podcast this time? In part one, we are looking at the disappointing loss of the women's in the Champion League. Because in our qualifier against Paris FC, we were defeated on penalties, which was heartbreak for the team and means, unfortunately, no Champions League nights again this year. But then coming up in part number two. We're looking at all things Ballon d'Or. We do, as we've got both two men and two women nominated for awards, plus one extra that we'll share with you. A quick reminder that if you are enjoying listening to Arsenal Kids, it would mean a lot to us if you took the time to please like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen to us. And also send us your comments and questions. Just email us at info at arsenalkids.com. You can also get in touch with us via our Facebook page. Just search for Arsenal Kids or even look for us on Twitter. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you indeed. So here in part one, it is heartbreak for our women's team in Sweden as they were defeated by Paris FC, not PSG, on penalties, having come up level at the end of extra time. And the coach had made two changes to the side from midweek. Yes, Jonas Eidevel brought Stina Blackstenius and Steph Catley back into the starting lineup, and the team started aggressively with Frida Marnham striking powerfully to force a save from the Paris FC keeper, and Lotta Wubbenmoy also hit the post from a corner within the opening six minutes of the match. Summer signing Chloe Lacasse made her second consecutive start since joining the team down the right flank and impressed once again with her dynamic one-on-one play. In the 23rd minute, the Canadian played a perfectly weighted through ball to Blackstenius, whose shot was kept out by the keeper. Paris played a compact structure that frustrated the Gunners. It did in our Gunners throughout the first half and our central defensive partnership of Amanda Illestet and Lotta Wubbenmoy did well to clear the danger whenever the French side counted. It remained goalless as the two sides went down the tunnel for half-time. And the Gunners knew that they would need a big second-half performance. And we came out sharper with Marnham very close from a tight angle. But it was going to be the French side who would break the deadlock first. And Paris struck twice very quickly. The first coming from a flute cross, really, that beat Manuela Zinsberger in goals. And the second came straight from the restart as a misplaced pass was latched onto by Bordio from Paris, who went one-on-one with Zinsberger and slotted the ball home. The lead the coach to make the four substitutions. And all four of them came on at once with Alessia Russo, Katie McCabe, Victoria Polova and Lena Hurtig all coming off the bench to try and force a result. And it was Russo who gave us a lifeline in the 79th minute. 
Our centre-forward capitalised on hesitation from a defender, poaching the ball and curling it past the keeper to make it two goals to one. As the minutes agonisingly ticked by, Jen Beattie's introduction deep in the stoppage time was the game-changer. Our club legend was move up top just as she was during our home semi-final against Wolfsburg, and just like that game, she delivered. A header in the dying minutes of added time sent our bench into raptures and sent the narrow clash into extra time. We started the first period of extra time with guts and creativity. We did. Palova came exceptionally close to giving us the lead for the first time as she danced through defenders in the penalty area and released a shot that went just wide of the target. Paris, though, stuck a dagger immediately in the second period of extra time. But all it took was a slice of Russo magic to bring us level once again. Our new number 23 drove across the goal before letting rip with a sensational strike into the left-hand corner, sending the game to penalties. In the shootout, we started well. And it started well until both Frieda Marnham and then Alessia Russo had their penalties saved, meaning that Paris FC won the game. This defeat means that we no longer have the chance to vie for Champions League glory after we came so close last season. But attention now turns to the Women's Super League opener against Liverpool on October the 1st, which is going to take place at Emirates Stadium. Okay, let's leave it there for part one. We will be right back after this for part two. Welcome back. And in part two, we're looking at the Ballon d'Or nomination. We had two players from the men's and two players from the women's team. And we'll start with the men's and Bukayo Saka and Martin Odegaard's brilliant 22-23 seasons have once again been recognised with nominations for this prestigious award. The prize, widely seen as the game's most prestigious individual award, sees journalists from around the world cast their votes to crown the world's best player each season and it's been awarded since 1956. For the 2023 edition, Martin and Bakayo have been uh, put on the 30-player shortlist alongside some of the biggest stars in the sport. Aaron Ramsdale has has also received a nomination. He did. He's the extra, not for the Ballon d'Or, but instead for what's called the Yashin Trophy, which has been awarded to the best goalkeeper since 2019, and Aaron has made the 10-man shortlist. Martin Odegaard's stellar campaign last season sees him recognised after our skipper scored 15 Premier League goals, the first central midfielder to score as many in one season for us since Cesc Fabregas. He also contributed seven assists to help us mount our title challenge. Bakayo, you might remember, enjoyed an equally impressive campaign, scoring 15 goals and providing 11 assists. He was recently crowned the PFA Young Player of the Year and his exploits at the World Cup, which saw him net three times for the three Lions, saw him land the England Player of the Year accolade for the second straight season. The trio were also included in the PFA Team of the Season and so congratulations to them on their nominations. 
And Ben, what about our two women who also made the short list? Don't worry, Maddie. I didn't forget them, as both Katie McCabe and Amanda Illestet have been nominated for the prestigious prize. Katie McCabe's performance saw her crowned our player by the, of the season. She was also netting the Women's Super League goal of the season. She played 33 times across all competitions and saw her selected in the UEFA Team of the Season. And she also lifted the Conti League Cup with the team along the way. She also captained her Republic of Ireland at the World Cup, scoring her nation's first ever goal in the competition direct from the corner kick against Canada. Amanda, who's only recently joined the club, she spent last season at PSG, which finished second place in their league, runners-up in the French Cup and made the last eight of the Champions League. She was also awarded the bronze ball at the World Cup, being deemed the third best player in the competition to go along with her four goals in the tournament. When will the winners be announced? The winners are going to be revealed during a ceremony on October the 30th at the Theatre du Chalet in Paris. And we wish all our nominees the best of luck and hope someone can go one better than Beth Mead, who finished runner-up in the standings last season. Okay, that's all for this time. Thanks again for joining us on Arsenal Kids Podcast. It would mean a lot to us if you would please like and subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us. And no matter where you listen to us. We would love to hear from you and for you to share this podcast with other Arsenal kids. We hope to join you back on the pitch again soon. Okay, bye for now. Goodbye! Ooh, that's long.